My entitled coworker tries to ruin my life by framing me for a mistake that happened within the company. So I decided to get revenge by secretly recording his confession that he did try to frame me for this massive mess up and that he would happily do it all over again. Here's what happened. I work in the United Kingdom for a large technology company doing software support. I'm part of a team that has members all over the world. I've been in this job for around 10 years and other than the major issues I've had with this guy, I truly enjoy my job. When I started with the company, I wouldn't say I was green as I had about seven years of industry experience under my belt. I was definitely inexperienced though with the company, but the job that I had been hired to do used technologies that I was more than comfortable with. The point I'm trying to convey here is that I wasn't completely oblivious to all the applications supported by our company. Everyone in my team, around 30 of us, were very nice and were very keen to help out. Everybody that is, except for Shane. Shane is not his real name. Shane is probably what you'd term as a team guru. About five years from retirement, part of the office furniture, he'd been with the company for nearly 40 years. Everyone labeled Shane as the only guy to go to when you were truly in a bind. When I was initially starting out, I did indeed find that Shane was highly knowledgeable and more often than not, had the answers to whatever obscure questions you might have. Things were great and our team ticked over nicely. I got to know the rest of the team well over the phone over time as well. And my best friend was a woman by the name of Mel. Mel is also not her real name. Now she was of similar age and experience level to Shane and in my opinion was just as knowledgeable as him. One day, Mel and I were on a brief call chatting about a work issue when we got to shooting the breeze for a while. We talked about ourselves and also the team. I'd said that I hadn't met anyone face to face yet and that was when she told me she'd once met Shane in person a couple of years ago. They are both based in the United States and they both got invited to a tech conference in New York. She told me that he has serious health issues due to his weight. He is around 450 pounds and when he was home, he was often on oxygen and medication. His plan was to ride these things out until he was able to take an early retirement so that he didn't need to worry about paying for his medical insurance anymore. That sounded like a reasonable enough plan to me and we were soon talking about something else. But the issue started about two years into my tenure with the company. We started moving in a new direction with what applications we were going to be offering to customers. And towards that end, we were trained in a bunch of new stuff. I saw this as a great opportunity and equalizer. If no one on our team had any experience with this new software, then I would be on equal footing with everybody. Now this went really well for me and I put a lot of time and effort into learning as much as possible. But Shane didn't show much interest in the new stuff. He still continued to spend most of his time with the legacy tools. In team meetings, you could clearly tell he was getting really upset that his status as a guru was gradually becoming more and more meaningless. This wasn't anything personal. We work in software. You have to adapt in order to remain competitive. As time went on, it was becoming clear to the team how much work I was putting in, and I was well on the way to becoming the go-to guy for the new software. During this time, Shane would start snapping at me for anything he could plausibly manage. For example, if I was late to a team meeting because a customer call ran over or something like that, he would make sure to interrupt whatever was being said to comment something like, oh look, the original poster has bothered to grace us with his presence, even though he's been guilty of the same thing in the past. Things like email chains as well. Almost anything I sent out that included him, as well as our boss in an email, he would reply with some unrelated complaint or observation, completely irrelevant to what was 
actually being discussed. One day, Mel called me and asked me what my beef with Shane was all about. I truthfully told her that I had no beef with him at all, and he just seemed to have it out for me for some reason. She told me that if she managed to find anything out, she would let me know. Things continued like this for a couple of years. I continued to be the go-to guy, and he continued to try and discredit me, and generally paint me in as bad of a light as possible. One day, we had a major incident, one that literally could have cost the company millions of dollars in fines if it was not solved quickly. Our manager split us into teams to troubleshoot specific areas, and she paired me up with Shane. I wasn't happy about it, but whatever. I was a professional, and I would get it done. We got on a call and started working through the issue. As our call progressed, it became abundantly clear why he didn't like me. He knew nothing about the new application. He had not done any work on it at all. Everything I asked him to check, he needed hand-holding, even for the most basic of tasks. Eventually, I just shared my screen and said for him to watch me. I went into the guts of the system. I went through so many logs, explaining to him what I was doing the whole time. And eventually, I found that the problem was a recent patch that we had installed. At this point, we dropped from the call. I didn't think anything of this at the time, especially since we would use Skype for business calls and that really was flaky. So I just continued to do what I was doing. Our process was not to roll back any changes until it had been approved by the senior manager. As I was the one responsible for deploying and rolling back patches, I made some notes about what we needed to do and then rejoined the main call. I wasn't worried at all because bad patches happened every so often. They just didn't usually have this level of impact. As soon as I did, I got absolutely destroyed by the incident manager. Apparently, Shane had returned to the group call and informed everybody present that the outage was caused by an error that I had made in the deployment process and that Shane had told me what the correct fix was and I had refused to implement it then and there. I was absolutely furious. He had accurately told them the cause of the problem because it was me who literally demonstrated to him how to find it. I had even foolishly mentioned to him what I thought would fix the problem. Because of how long he had been with the company compared to me, only our immediate team knew the truth about who was really the better skilled person in this situation. His historical reputation still carried a lot of weight with people who didn't work day to day with him. Because this incident was so major, over 100 people were in this call, with several of them being two or three levels of management above our team. He made me out to be a reckless, incompetent idiot, and he was believed by everybody. Despite my manager's protesting, I was disciplined and given a verbal warning. Meanwhile, he was congratulated for steering the company away from a potential disaster and even given congratulations. I was so angry, and a while later, Mel gave me a call. Apparently, Shane had been bragging to her about putting that smart punk in his place. She was shocked and asked him what he was talking about. His real beef was that he thought I had disrespected him by trying to take over his role as the go-to guy for the new software. That wasn't my intention at all. I didn't see it as my fault that he was too lazy to do the work again. I lamented with Mel that she should have recorded the call. She laughed and said that Skype shows when you're recording a call and he would have never spilled his guts while being recorded. But right about then, I immediately had a brainwave. I decided that I would confront Shane one-on-one. I pinged him on Skype and I said that I wanted to talk. He responded with a smiley and just said, sure. I called him and let him know that I was recording the call and the Skype notification popped up to let all participants know that this call was being recorded. I went right for it. I accused him of lying about the major incident and said that it seemed like he had a major beef with 
with me. As expected, he completely lied and said that he was sorry that I felt like I had to react this way. He said that he would need to talk to our boss about it. I said, wait one second, and then turned off the Skype recorder. I then said that Skype isn't recording and that he knew exactly what he had done. His mask then slipped for just this moment, and he said that he was perfectly in his rights to put me in my place. He said that you need to respect the longer serving people in jobs like this and that he would do it again in a heartbeat. I didn't hold back. I called him a dinosaur who refused to move with the times and wanted to coast out his days here without doing any work. He said that he has a couple of years away from retirement and that he is not going to bust his butt for some shiny new software. I said to him, speaking of new software, have you ever heard of OBS? And of course he hadn't. I then suggested that he Google it and then I hung up on him. Not long after the messages started, he was begging me not to use the secret recording that I had just taken. He said that if he gets fired, he will lose his retirement package and his medical benefits. I told him to get lost and kick some rocks, and he should have considered that before trying to get me fired. So I passed this all on to the relevant channels before giving it any thought. Things set in motion, and sure enough, a few weeks later, after a company investigation, Shane was fired. I heard from Mel that he had asked to take an early retirement so as to keep his benefits, but this was apparently rejected. It all came out later that apparently he had significant debts and that he was counting on his retirement package to keep him financially afloat. With no job and no package, he had no money to pay for the medical treatment which he needed so badly. He was in no state to get himself a new job and his skills had stagnated so badly that he couldn't even get a new job online. Now, Mel did tell me he did pass away six months after this whole incident due to his ongoing health issues. Now, I felt conflicted about this for a while. Sharing that recording obviously contributed to his passing, but I don't know how bad I feel about it. I am a young man trying to build my career, and he actively tried to destroy me. I should maybe have held off when he pleaded for me not to reveal the truth, but he was old enough and wise enough to not engage in the childish games that he played. If I had known that he would pass away as a result of this, I maybe would have done things differently. It's one of those things that definitely stays with me for sure. I'm still at the company, and I can tell you all that I will never treat a new employee the way he treated me. So maybe the breaking of that cycle is the positive that comes out of all of this. Okay, that's a crazy story. First off, you are not the bad guy for submitting this to HR. This guy was out for your job. This guy really wanted to try and get you taken down a few pegs, and he was willing to lie about you to try and get you fired. Submitting that evidence to corporate was the right thing to do, and in my opinion, he did this to himself. And he basically said, yes, I'm going to do this again in a heartbeat. Any chance of talking this out and having some kind of rational conversation, in my opinion, went straight out the window the second he said that. He basically proved he was going to try and ruin your job and your life. You know, the job that you've worked really hard on. And sure, he wants to have his retirement package. But guess what? If you want to go to work, then you need to adapt and learn the new software or at least make some kind of attempt. But this guy tried to be this weird, cocky and prideful guy and in effect try and take you out just because you're trying to do your job. So personally, if I was in your shoes, I would not beat myself up over this. No one could have predicted that he would pass away right after he got fired from his job. That is legitimately, in my opinion, absolutely not your fault. And I don't think it's right for you to feel so bad about this and to make it seem like this is all your fault because I personally don't think it is. Because you have to remember, he tried to frame you for almost losing millions of dollars in the company. He would have tried to blacklist your name from that industry in general. This guy was trying to 
ruin your life. And honestly, in my opinion, if you are going to play stupid games, well then congratulations, you're going to win stupid prizes. If you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out, link down below in the description. Also, go to amithejerk.com slash submit if you would like to submit your own stories. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Am I the jerk for telling my son that he doesn't work but simply has a job after he complained about getting scheduled for two weeks in a row? Here's what happened. My son recently graduated college and I let him move back in for free while he looks for an actual job. I don't expect any rent out of him as I want him to save up for when he moves out. He's currently a server at a safari cafe in our local zoo. Now my son had a great work ethic in school. He graduated cum laude with a STEM degree but now he does He frequently comes home upset about annoyances with his job and customers. He himself has told me that he only does enough to get by, and he always comes home exhausted after his shift. He complains constantly about things that are small issues, and it leaves me annoyed, as it comes across as him being spoiled and entitled. He complains about his hours, which are less than 40 hours a week, complains about how hot it is outside, and whines that he doesn't get a lunch break, when he again works at a restaurant and isn't working a full 8-hour shift. Recently, he came home angry about another issue. He, of course, offloaded it onto me and told me that his manager scheduled him for 12 days straight, starting after his next day off. This was apparently to compensate for a few of the servers going back to college and his restaurant being short-staffed. I told him to look at the bright side. He would be making overtime on his next check and he would get more tables, which means he would get more tips. He told me that he wanted his weekends. I reminded him that all he does on his weekends is sit in his 
his room playing his PlayStation and that he's better off making more money. I told him that he is acting like a spoiled brat who was afraid of doing some extra work and that when I was in the military, I would sometimes work 16-hour shifts for four weeks straight with no days off and that 12 days isn't that long. He told me that he still didn't want to do it and that he was likely going to speak to his manager about it the next time he was there. I advised him against it and he said he just doesn't want to work 12 days straight. I told him that he doesn't work. He just has a job. He takes orders and brings out food. Sure, it's hot outside and he has to walk a bit, but he's not doing any actual work and that he can call it work when he has a serious job. But for now, he's better off just going to get his job and raking in a little bit extra money to walk back and forth from tables and talk to people. He decided he didn't have anything to say back and stormed off. The next day, his older sister called me to tell me that I should apologize, apparently because he was really upset by what I said and she felt I owed him an apology and that I was wrong to minimize what he was feeling. I told her that he's a grown man and he can approach me and demand an apology if he chooses so. But if he can't defend his laziness, I won't apologize. So am I the jerk in this situation? What should I do? The original poster definitely comes off as a jerk in this situation. I think they mean well, but honestly, you need to apologize. Telling him that he's not actually working and that his job isn't real is really insulting. Because you know what? Being a server and dealing with people like the original poster really does suck and it's absolutely demoralizing. Your son doesn't want to work there. He literally hates working there because he would rather be using his degree in a field that he wants to work in. So of course, he's going to come home and be really upset and not want to be there for 12 days in a row. Your son is not lazy. He is literally going and doing what he needs to do to make money. So for you to say, oh, you don't have a real job. You're just walking around. That is honestly ridiculous. And yes, you absolutely should apologize because you just don't say that to somebody. You don't just dissolve somebody's job down to what you think it is and then claim that whatever they're doing to you isn't real work. Because trust me, as someone who's worked as a server, it absolutely is work. That requires a lot of tenacity and a lot of grit to deal with these people who are so rude to you. You have no power in those situations and you're just trying to suck up to get some money from them. Because by the way, you're not getting paid enough by your job. The job sucks and yes, it is a job. So in my opinion, I absolutely think the original poster is being a jerk and I think they need to suck up their pride and go to their son and apologize for what they said. Because this tough guy act is only going to drive your son away. And trust me, he will absolutely remember this later in his life. My husband of 16 years has walked out on me and our two kids and is now having a baby with his new girlfriend who lives overseas. And now I seriously don't know what to do. So I'm a 46-year-old female and I've lived with my husband who's 48 years old for over 20 years. We've been married for 16 years and we have two kids together. One is 16 years old and one is 9 years old. One year ago, he decided that he has had enough of family life and went to live with his parents for some time. He was behaving like a bachelor for the entirety of his stay with them. He found a girlfriend and was drunk constantly. He had used alcohol before, but we never had much problems around it. He also spent a lot of his time playing games with friends on his computer. One year ago, he informed me that he found a girlfriend and was ready to move out of our apartment and cut ties, although he didn't quite do that. He left me, all while I was making close to minimum wage, to care for our two kids and also left a collection of unpaid bills going back for months. After that, I fell into a depressive episode that lasted two months and my two closest friends managed to get me out of it. About three months after he left us, he sort of came back, but not really. He started 
started coming to our city, hanging out with the kids again and also with me, inviting me out for drinks and dinner. All was going well and my 16-year-old ended up going on a week-long trip with him. For a while, all was going well. He said that the girlfriend was a lie and he just needed some time away to clear his head. Last night, I sent him a message that said, good night, I love you. And it's a text that I usually do. But in the morning, he replied by saying, I don't deserve your love. I'm about to become a dad again. I'm sorry. I later called him to ask what he meant by that. And he told me that he has a girlfriend in another country who is pregnant with his kid. She plans to keep it. And he wants to cut ties with me and our kids just to care for that child. I don't know what to do now. I requested divorce, but he declined saying that he was not ready. Can anyone give me advice regarding this situation? Can I divorce him anyways, even though he doesn't want to do it yet? Is there any way I can secure payments to my kids? Since with only my job, I can barely make ends meet for the basics. I do some odd jobs here and there, but it's not enough. What should I do? First off, I want to say that the way your husband's been treating you is awful. This guy ran off, went to another country, and got another woman pregnant. He lies to you about having a girlfriend, and then when you tell him you love him to try and find some kind of connection again, he's like, psych, I actually do have a girlfriend, and by the way, she's pregnant. Like, this guy's living in a fantasy world if he can even begin to claim that he's some kind of husband or father figure. And also, just as a little side note, you can absolutely divorce him without consulting with him first. If you want to go that route, you do not need his permission. Like, think about the facts for a second. He has betrayed your trust. He walked out on you and the kids. He is obviously trying to live some kind of second life while also keeping you and the kids on the side. If anything, he sounds like the kind of dad who's only there for the good times, but suddenly disappears when times get tough. I think anybody listening can relate to that or has known somebody like that. So truly, I am so sorry you have to deal with this. I'm so sorry your husband has betrayed your trust and hopefully you and your kids can find some kind of happiness because the way he's acting is incredibly selfish. It's very clear that he does not care about you or the kids in the slightest. And I feel that all three of you deserve so much better. Thanks for watching. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications so you never miss a video. To finish listening to all the stories, use the playlist at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, you're probably going to love Am I the Genius. Check it out in the description below and subscribe.